This episode of Squeeze Shortcuts is presented by Urban U. They're a fellow Aussie startup who's all about making it easy to organise to have your house cleaned. You simply head to their website, choose a time and date that suits you for your clean, and their easy booking platform will give you an upfront price and confirm your service then and there. It really is super convenient. A link to their website, urbanu.com.au, is in your episode notes, and they're also offering Squeeze's $30 off the first clean. Just use the code SHORTCUTS30 at checkout. Now, your shortcut to West Papua. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. This episode has been requested by a few listeners, and that's the context to what's going on in West Papua. West Papua, as it is referred to by pro-independence supporters, takes in two provinces of Indonesia, and recently we're seeing the largest scale uprising there for some time. That uprising has led to deadly riots and mass arrests. In this episode, we'll explain the history of the region, we'll help you understand the major players and the background to that unrest. Squish Shortcuts is your shortcut to more than the headlines. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Quick geography lesson to start, Claire. West Papua is a region on the western half of the island of New Guinea. The other half is the nation of Papua New Guinea. West Papua, though, since the 1960s has been part of Indonesia. Yes, it was a Dutch colony until 1962 when Indonesia asserted its claim. It was in 1969 that West Papua officially became part of Indonesia after a referendum that was overseen by the United Nations. Now, that referendum was highly contentious. Mm. Only a small fraction of the population voted, just over a 1,000 people, and they were hand-selected to vote on whether or not West Papua should remain in the Republic of Indonesia. And those who voted and reports from the time say that they were coerced sometimes at gunpoint to support Indonesia. And it's been since that referendum that the Free West Papua Movement or the Independence Movement has been active, arguing against Indonesia's claim to the region. More on that later, but you mentioned population. West Papua now has a population of about 4.5% million, a big number by Aussie standards, but in total, Indonesia sits at around the 264 million mark. That's a lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot of people. (laughs) Nevertheless, what's important to note is that West Papua is the poorest province of Indonesia. That is despite it being one of the most mineral rich in the world. And that in itself is another source of tension with many locals believing that their home is being exploited with little economic return back to them. Recent figures show that 25% of West Papuans live in poverty. That's more than double the rate of Indonesia as a whole. And the region also has the highest mortality rates in children and expected mothers, as well as the poorest literacy rates. With that context, let's have a closer look at those tensions. Going back to the friction between the local Indigenous population or those who seek independence from Indonesia and the Indonesians who live in West Papua. For almost 60 years, there's been numerous reports of violence and violent crackdowns and human rights abuses committed by Indonesian authorities against those pro-independent supporters. And recently we're seeing, as we said earlier, the largest scale uprising for some time. That's right. And in December 2018, an attack by independence fighters killed 19 people. They were working at an Indonesian-owned construction company. And it was that incident that really triggered a military crackdown that's caused 35,000 civilians to flee as security forces tried to flush the rebels out of the mountains. 
And whilst exact details on all this are hard to come by, what's for sure is that since the end of 2018, since the end of last year, the unrest has more than continued. There's been recent reports of up to 27 deaths and many more injuries in the region's capital, Wamina. Before we get to what's been happening there lately, it's important now to bring in a major stakeholder in all of this. That's Indonesian President Joko Widodo. Joko Widodo was elected in 2014. He's seen as a relatively popular leader, winning the most recent election, which was held this year, in fact, with 55% of the vote and 78% in the West Papua region. What has his position been on West Papua, though? It's really been a two-pronged approach from him. He's called for calm and he's also sent in hundreds Mm. of troops to the region to try and maintain law and order there. As part of an effort to really ease the tensions, Wododo has taken some steps like building the Trans-Papuan Highway, the effort there to try and spur economic activity. He's also looked at boosting welfare for locals, but sending in those troops really Mm. is that firm hand. And the government's also attempted to hold onto control by shutting down the region's internet. That's right. And there's also reports that the Indonesian government has kept a very tight rein on journalists' access to the area. In 2015, Wododo announced that he would open the region up to foreign journalists. Until then, that hadn't really happened and journalists hadn't had much access to it. But foreign journalists say that it's still very difficult to get into the area and report on what's happening. So to what has been happening more recently, demonstrations really have centred around the alleged mistreatment and racist verbal abuse of Papuan students by Indonesians in West Papua. And this has also seeped into universities in other parts of the country. This has led to the deadly riots we spoke about earlier and also the military's been accused of opening fire on those demonstrations. That's right. And those demonstrations around mistreatment and racial abuse has coupled with that pro-independence move. So mm. There's protesters that are really tackling both those issues. So with all this going on, West Papua really isn't that far from Australia. And of course, our relationship with Indonesia is a strategically important one. Let's have a look now at how our government has responded. What has Australia's position been on West Papua's claim to be an independent country? So back in the day, we're talking about the 60s, Australia supported West Papua's bid for independence, but it backtracked very quickly when the Netherlands and Indonesia started to go down that path where that region became part of Indonesia. Australia says it recognises Indonesia's sovereignty over those provinces and Indonesian sovereignty of the areas widely recognised in the international community. And has any of that changed with the recent unrest? No, not at all. And recently, our Foreign Minister, Maurice Payne, while she called for calm, she didn't really have a lot more to say about it. And that really points to our eagerness not to be seen as interfering. And that's your shortcut to West Papua. On to our recommendations now. Each episode of Squeeze Shortcuts, we recommend some further reading, listening or watching. What have you got for this one, Claire? I've got a piece on the website, The Conversation, from an academic who was there a couple of years ago and she writes quite graphically about what it's like on the ground there. Mm. Particularly striking, she says, you know, you get this sort of view that the area would be very undeveloped and, you know, not particularly nice, but she says the cities are very developed, that the people, though, you really got to point to them, massively friendly and a really great place to be when things are good. 
Well, and I've kind of gone in a similar direction, though, completely off topic, and rather <laughs> wanted to showcase the sheer beauty of West Papua with a link to the Lonely Planet page, especially if you're into diving. It's certainly worth mm, a look. Nice. Thank you for tuning in. If you're new to The Squiz, we also have a daily news podcast, The Squiz Today, which in around eight minutes will get you across the day's headlines. That drops at 6am each weekday morning and also a daily email if reading is more your thing. All of these shortcuts are also up on our website in written format. So if you have a mate who says they aren't into podcasts, you can send them to thesquiz.com.au. Thanks again. Until next time.